Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hear this, hear this, right now. Welcome. Primetime with Isaac and Souk. What is going on up here? I never know, man. Unbiased. Uncompromised sports talk without the sugar coating. I hope you're happy. You wasted everyone's life for 30 seconds. Isaac Rupp and Jason Sukanik. Now shut up and let me do my job. The best in sports coverage. This is going to be great. This is Primetime with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Hey, let's fire it up. Ahoy, fine, sir. I am fired up. Let's get fired up. I am fired up. Good day, everyone. It is a musical chairs edition of Prime Time, a Buck and Souk edition with one Jordan Schultz behind the glass. How's everybody doing? You guys are my Brock Purdy's today. Let's go. <laughs> We're rolling with you. Let's go. Gotta, am I Brock Purdy or am I more? It is Johnny Manziel's thirtieth birthday today. So am I? Am I more the Johnny Manziel of this group? I think maybe this... it's I'm I'm Brock Purdy and you're Josh Johnson. Or there you go. Uh, okay, okay. You don't want to be Johnny Manziel. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> you don't want. You don't want that. Like, what's that guy up to besides like copious amounts of weed and bad decisions? Is he still in the CFL? I have no idea. No, he got. I really don't know. They, I think he got booted from the CFL. I actually don't know this. What is Johnny Manziel doing today? I, I kind of can't remember the last time we heard from him. I don't think he's doing anything. Like, he comes from money. Right. Uh, yeah, he, yeah. family money in Texas. Okay. Well, and, and, he, and he made some money in the NFL. I honestly don't think he's doing anything. I think he's just, like, collecting bad tattoos. He is the quarterback for the FC. F zappers of fan controlled football. That's- oh, is he still doing that? Oh, I, I remember that with the fans. It's like the old Tech Mobile. The fans get to pick the plays. Yeah, they get like two or three options. Yeah, and then the the coach and the team and the team has to do it. I I didn't so know that was still going on. I huh? remember him doing that, and I remember the zappers. I didn't know that that was. That that was uh, like still in his wheelhouse. What was that like two fifty a game? Like two hundred fifty bucks a well, game I and mean, pay for something like maybe that? Maybe he just loves it. I don't know. I mean that's. I I would think that for someone that won a Heisman Trophy, and you know you won it, you were a first round pick. You won the Heisman Trophy. I would think that at some point you would think that's beneath you. Yeah, but maybe he's one of those guys that just he doesn't care and he just wants to he wants to compete. But that would be like I don't know, like if Justin Verlander retired from the Mets, and he decided he didn't want to go do the Mets, and then you found him playing like an old man baseball. Yeah, like he was playing for like Rob's old Barons. I would think that that's a little. Sad. But. Yeah, that's kind of odd. Um, I don't because I, I don't really know what to think because I I don't know what his financial situation is. I know that, like you said, he comes from he comes from family money, money but. Has he, you know, blown through a lot of it with some well, of his? If he did blow through and... it, I don't think it's the zappers that are lining his pockets. Well, no, but so you, I, I guess you I'm... don't line your pockets with zapper money. That I'm doesn't wa- work. I'm wondering if is he taking any paycheck that's offered, or is he, or like you said, does he just love football that much? I, I find that part hard to believe. I think he just it's something to do. I, yeah. I, he's not. I don't think he's collecting any paycheck. 
I don't buy that. Like, I think he comes from like oil money. I think he's he's fine. There Texas was a, oil money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was a really interesting piece a long time ago about the whole uh, Manziel family history in Kerrville, Texas. Like, it, I mean, it's probably ten years old now, but there was there were like organized crime ties. There were like cockfighting rings. Yeah. There was a whole bunch of stuff like that. Well, when you come from money like that, it gives you a. Uh, you ever met anyone that like comes from big money? Um, I don't not I don't think like that necessarily. Yeah, like I and, and it's not like I've I've known a bunch of these people, but I, I have known a handful in my forty four. Like generational years. or just somebody who has like big business or something like that? No, that, more generational yeah, type I don't, money. I don't think so. It's um it's 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 weird because I, I really do think that you grow up with um I guess it's not a distorted sense of reality because it is your reality. But it's a different it, it's just it's it's a different mindset. Well, a distorted sense in relation to everyone else. To everyone else, because at at some point, like when you're growing up, and and maybe this is you know we're gonna get all. I, I think I I need to go visit my mushroom guy here because we're gonna get all like <laughs> deep here. But right, it's they always say the the, the the Nuremberg defense, right? Everything's done to pay a mortgage, right? Like we 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 all do something, and and the vast majority of things are done to pay a mortgage. So maybe we'd all be better if we rent, right? It's like you 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 got to do something. But when you come from generational wealth you don't have to pay a mortgage and you've never had to pay a mortgage and you've never seen anyone else pay a mortgage and so this idea of of a career or or making something out of yourself that so much of our life is uh, is about like from the time you're little right you go to the career counselor and like what do you want to do and if you you know say you you like old cars you're supposed to fix old cars or you know what college do you want to go to and what kind of degree and you know do you, you got to find a, a passion in life and you're like well i love bowling but i don't want to work at a bowling now because i don't want to make 1250 an hour <laughs> but these people are they're immune to any of that it takes away any of that and it kind of takes away some structure and it takes away some some accountability, and, and that's why you see a lot of, uh, and maybe nitwits uh, end up, you know, the, the, when you meet people <laughs> like this, they're not always the sharpest knife in the in, in the drawer because they don't have to be. They have they're, no street smarts is kind of what you're saying. Well, and there's a safety net. It's, you know, it, it's just, it, it's weird. I, I feel like Manzel is one of those guys. Yeah. And so, yeah, you can hang around and, you know, gain 20 pounds, smoke a lot of weed, and probably still have some model that wants to be with you and occasionally go play for the zappers and something tells me that Manzel's life it's probably not the worst that you you know that you you could concoct it's and the other, the other thing too that I mean you point out like your reality and what you come from I mean you think back to some of his behavior before things went sideways for the Browns or as things were going sideways for the Browns yeah. only somebody who who grows up in a distorted reality is going to be doing some of the stuff that he did like the flying to Vegas midweek yeah. and coming back on a flight without having slept and trying to practice half drunk I mean, and like when he was and I think he was having to rehab during that yeah like he had an injury there was. I don't remember who it was. Was when Sumlin got hired at Arizona. I don't remember if it was Sumlin that said this, or if it was someone. Where did I? Where did I get that? We were. I think we were down at the Pac-12 media day, and I think everyone was hanging out. There was like a, a coach's soiree sort sure. of thing. Maybe Rich Rod. Uh, no, it was when Sumlin was at Arizona, and I'm I'm trying to remember if we heard it from Sumlin or someone associated with that program. But they said that when. When Sumlin was at Texas A&M, their only goal was to get Manziel to Saturday. That it was a white-knuckle wow. ride the entire time. <laughs> and that he he 
was not a a fan and it just it was it was very very stressful that you never knew what you were getting from day to day and yet the dude was is an amazing college player right he's maybe the best backyard football player i've ever seen yeah but even back then he had tremendous success in college but it wasn't because he wasn't because he was dedicated. Yeah, it that was, almost sounds like a little Lawrence Taylor light, right? Where yes. it's like he's gonna be he's gonna be out all night, and you, yes. you, you just hope that he can show up and do his job for the three hours you need him there. Yeah, it was that was the the analogy that was made was they just hoped that everything they did was to just try to get him to Saturday, and when he showed up on Saturday, then everything was fine because he could go out and play. The problem is you get to the NFL and you you know that doesn't work. There's very no. few there's very <laughs> few guys that can pull that off. They, it can happen to some varying degree you know but for the most part that that tends to derail you and, and when you're marginally like kyler murray gets away with some of that and i would say yeah. murray is johnny manzel but he's also 10 times more talented than manzel and 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 i don't think he's nearly as bad and as, I, and he's, as and he's manzel. No. I mean, manzel was just so out there about not not giving a rip yeah Man, well, um, <laughs> so we're getting a little bit sportsy to start the day, but uh, not too sportsy. Got plenty uh, coming up on the show today. We will have a college football jamboree. Got to talk about all the goings on in the NFL as well. Some uh, transactions in the NFC West that are significant. Uh, we'll hit you with the regulars in the news. Hot five at five, and the club. Uh, let's see. Did I miss anything? No, I think you got it all. I mean, you're you're dialed in, like you're 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 prepared. I saw you, I saw you over there. You had the, the laptop open. You're in there grinding. I got notes. You're in there. Yeah, there's there's notes. There's but now, notes. but now we're like ahead of schedule. So let's see. Um, now, I now saw you don't, now you don't know what to do. Well, I, I saw a car fire on the way here. Oh, that's fine. I was getting on 26, Welcome and they to had Portland. they had no. It was uh, it was well, it was still in Beaverton, but there was a they had the fire engine across multiple lanes of traffic on 26, and they were like hosing down a burned out like a. Uh, Corolla or Prelude or something like that. It had all of uh, they you know, had it shut down to just one lane. A good car fire. Um, it's quite alarming. Like when you see the remnants of the car fire. Yeah. You know, because you kind of think like with the car, it's like metal. You're like, oh, that won't burn. Oh, it'll burn. It's got a lot of stuff inside that'll burn. Yeah, a good car fire will definitely uh, wake you up and that that lovely aroma in the morning. Well, and it's like this clearly had just happened. The people are still standing on the side of the road, and the thing is torched. I yeah. mean, like. Clearly, there was some sort of leak or something, and and maybe an explosion or whatever. But I could see the smoke from around, away from the on ramp where I was getting on, and I, I was like, "Wait, am I not going to be able to even get to work this way?" But uh, I had a car fire, but it got put out. Yeah, they and it turned out I I should have just let the the whole thing burn. Yeah, in college we had uh, my Ford Thunderbird. Uh, it, it, now it's my fault. I I knew I had a partially cracked head gasket, and apparently you shouldn't drive around with one of those. Yeah, but like, hey, you're a college kid. I was like, eh. I'm like, I, I can, I'll get this fixed in in, in a little bit. Uh, that knock, yeah. Apparently that's that's bad. So college event, kids and eventually car it caught fires. on fire. Well, th- th- this is where it gets good. A John Buckley story for you. Oh. Um, when my dad was in college, uh, he was in a fraternity and lived at the frat house, and they had really limited parking uh, for the number of bodies and people who had cars there and so parking spots were at an absolute premium uh somebody who who didn't live there who they didn't know parked their car there for like weeks and left it and the frat guys got all surly and mad and so it slowly got stripped over time but it was just sitting there um and no one had ever come for it and so they decided one night they were going to bounce it on its tires into a vacant lot and just torch the whole thing Mm. um so they so they they did that smart move yeah Um, (laughs) That same night, there was another individual 
who was kicked out of uh, multiple parties and then set fire to the doorways at those parties. Well, someone trying to put two and two together connected uh, my dad, uh, who was the, the the leader of this car burning, no. to like, well, maybe it could have been them because I was at this po- party and these guys were burning this stuff and maybe it was them who did it over there. My dad and his buddy got charged with grand arson their senior year of college. Oh, how'd that work out for him? They got off. They got off. They got. They hired a lawyer. They did not tell their parents. Um, they, 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 Whoa. they, they, they couldn't they, happen nowadays. They were like, you know, if we get out of this, it's going to be uh, something we laugh about for years. And if we don't, this is going to be a really horrific way to end college. Huh. <laughs> and so uh, they had enough people vouching that they they were nowhere near these other places where other fires were set. They did have to cop to like burning, you know, this car that was abandoned, which, you know, came with no real significant consequence. I was going to say, but... is there really repercussions for burning an abandoned car? Because no, I, I think... feel like that's like a Tuesday in Portland. Like, I don't know, like a burned out car, welcome to the city. Right. I know this right. was back it's... in the olden days, but to be honest with you now, like it's become so commonplace, you don't even really pay attention to one burned out car. Now, a burned out RV, well, I'll pay attention to that a little bit, but a car, yeah, you got to bring some tents you got to bring an RV, but just a normal little old car being burnt out, mm, you're not getting my attention. But yeah, judge went ahead and threw the case out. No, uh, no, didn't even have to go to a verdict. Just, yeah. uh, just tossed because. We- and your par- your grandparents did not find out. That's that's the craziest part. They How did uh, have the money to hire an attorney. When I was in college, I yeah. had like seven cents. Yeah, I don't know, or maybe they got help from the school or something like like, the, something? like law program at the school. I was um, going to say, it's like when you go get your hair cut at the barber college. He said they got an attorney. I don't think they had to like. I don't think it was a long drawn out process. I think they just needed someone to prove that <laughs> they, they were uh, where they said they were going to be and, and help them with the legality of it. But yeah, no, uh, didn't tell my grandparents for I think decades later and I was I, I think I was a kid when he brought it up one Thanksgiving and she's like you did what that happened when it was like 15 20 30, oh, I guess it would have been like 30 years later maybe yeah we drug a car out to the salt flats and we were gonna see if we could shoot the gas tank and have it blow up oh and, that'd be awesome you know like one of like in the movies yeah, and yeah. nothing like yeah. it's, it's like we and we littered that thing and then no one was gonna get like close enough and you know it's <laughs> Is this idea of like, what if you put like a like we we spill some gas on it and whatever, and we just thought someone's gonna die? So that's how it works in the movies. Well, yeah, like in the movies, someone just shoots the car and then like it explodes. So we had a, a buddy of ours whose car broke down, so we towed it out to the salt flats and out there in Utah. There's nothing out there, and uh, we had another guy who was from Wyoming who had a small arsenal. I mean, he was he was loaded. So we we filled the the tank with gas all the way. And then we towed it out there, and then we just started shooting at it. We shot the thing for, like, three hours and just absolutely turned into Swiss cheese, but the stupid thing <laughs> wouldn't blow up. And I know the gas tank's underneath, but we were, like, trying – and then there's, like, how close do you get to aim? We were trying to shoot at the gas tank or where we thought it would be, and it never happened. And so then we, we were trying to think of, like, hey, should we find a way to explode this? And I'm like, like dude, someone's going to die. And so we just left it out. <laughs> we just left it out there. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would wonder, is there, like, a – because you do see it happen often enough – in movies, and I know it's Hollywood, but is surely that could work in some scenario. Right? I don't. All I know is that we tried for a couple hours. We shot that thing every possible way you could. And it wasn't like we had like nine millimeters or whatever. This dude was like a hillbilly from Wyoming. And we had everything. We had a full on arsenal. He had, well, he had some stuff that you shouldn't have had. I mean, we <laughs> shot the S out of it. That thing probably got shot five, six hundred rounds and nothing. 
Not a damn thing. It was very, very disappointing. Well, at least you had a nice day with the boys. wonder what somebody thought coming upon that, like, what happened here? Yeah. This random salt flat car with bullet holes in it all over the place. Probably not the first and won't be the last, I would imagine. Oh, no, dude. You go out there, man, you find stuff all the time. People just take stuff out there, and it's 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 kind of a big dumping ground. It's like, hey, there is literally nothing out there. So it's like you can just drag stuff out there and abandon cars, and, and you'd find mattresses and just it was it was not good it's not good for the environment don't do that that's not good for the planet carbon neutral all that like a desert burying ground for vegas but this is for utah just instead of the desert out where they build bodies it's uh this is the salt flats dude there are definitely places if you watch yellowstone the whole train station there is 100 places that if you dump something ain't no one finding it oh i believe that i i 100 percent believe that yeah all right. Well, we do have uh, some sports thing to do. We'll got that coming up next. Uh, we got your poll question. Tom Brady does it again. Still really good or still really lucky? That's next on The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Prime Time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. 44 times Tom Brady has led a game-winning drive, or excuse me, a comeback drive. He did it again last night. For the Bucks. they win 17-16 over the Saints in a game that I think we got to the full Tom Brady experience. Yeah, uh, and if you were dumb enough to bet on the Bucks, yep, uh, right minus here. three and a half, yeah, there you go. Hand up. When a line looks too good to be treat or true, don't touch it. But we got you know somehow he pulled that team out of the ashes and uh, and got another victory in the division that no one seems to want to win the no. NFC South. But I mean I don't know how the Saints weren't able to finish off that game. Are we giving more credit to Brady for being able to engineer those two drives that he needed back to back, or the Saints for not being able to find a way to to end that thing? It's a combination of both. Anytime you get into the you know the heroics, whether you're talking about you know twenty eight three coming back in the Super Bowl or what we saw last night or the other what forty what two that that he's done, it's usually a combination of both. Because obviously, give credit to Tampa Bay because 
in, in, in a game where their offense looked like warmed over dog poo, the final two drives there, dude, they made plays, which just makes you scratch your head and be like, where the hell was that all game long? But if New Orleans just is halfway competent in the final eight minutes of that game, then none of this None of this matters. And they had one at the end there where Mark they were a yard short. Mark Ingram, who was was injured, I don't know exactly what was wrong with him. I think it was he had like a, a knee or something that was bothering him. And for whatever reason, they put him back in the game instead of arguably one of the two or three best backs out of the the backfield catching the ball in the NFL who happened to be healthy. Yeah. So I I don't understand that one why forty one isn't in the game in that moment. But you throw him the ball. And he runs, he, he's got a clear first down, and he just runs out of bounds. And the moment he runs out of bounds, he collapses. Like, he goes off, and then he has to go down to the sideline because he's hurt. If he just gets that, that extra yard... Falls uh, forward, Falls basically. forward, basically. Then then the game's over. That's a first down, and, and thanks for coming. Same thing on, on, on the, the second and one, and then taking the sack, and then having to throw it on third down for some unknown reason, as opposed to making Tampa Bay burn timeouts. Like, New Orleans botched those final two possessions about as bad as humanly possible, which is the reason why New Orleans is a bad team, and it's also why their head coach is terrible. He just, it's 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 a bad franchise right now. Um, so, yeah, New Orleans left the door open. I mean, nine times out of ten, a competent NFL team will close that out, and they won't give Tom Brady the opportunity, but right. New Orleans didn't. They gave him two opportunities that he shouldn't have had, and Tom Brady stuck it where the sun don't shine on him. And so, I mean, and now I'm wondering about Brady because it feels like, yes, he was able to do it again, but, you know, from just as a casual observer, he looks as disgruntled and frustrated and unhappy as he's ever been. I don't know if that's just more of a product of us knowing everything that's going on in his personal life and his and his divorce and his split and, you know, coming back from retirement and, and all that business, but... Um, and this is going to lead us to our poll question, but is, is he a guy, does he still have the juice to win the Buccaneers a championship as he's got him in first place oh, currently. Oh, God, no. And it's not his fault. It's a bad team. Like Anyone that has watched Tampa Bay play this year, and now we're, we're 12 weeks in, right, or they played 12 games. He got five of those left. They're going to win the division because that division is an abomination, right? So you're in the dance. And once you're in the dance and you'll get a home playoff game because you won your division. you got a puncher's chance. And let's not act like the year that they won the Super Bowl that they were this dominant team from start to finish. Right. right? They struggled a little bit. Got Same hot thing, at the right time. Got hot at the right time. Cincinnati did that, you know, where they yeah. got hot at the right time, yep. made a Super Bowl, didn't win it. What's Cincinnati doing right now, by the way, after a rough start? They're getting hot. Rounding everyone, into form. Yeah. So, look, I'm open to the idea in the NFL, I always say you take things four games at a time. They've got some games left. They got five games here to prove that they can get this thing together. But this does not look like an unstoppable defense. Does not look like it is in any shape or form the offense that we saw that won them a Super Bowl. Brady doesn't look nearly the same. Their offensive line isn't nearly the same. They don't have the weapons on the outside. And how many times this year have we watched this just absolutely anemic squirt gun offense yeah. dribble it down their leg? And and so now you're expecting me to believe that just because they make the playoffs that somehow that everything's just going to turn into Razzleberry, Froger, and Scones. No. It doesn't mean that it can't. It doesn't mean that they, they, they can't get it together. But Tom Brady does not look the same. This offense doesn't look the same. The team doesn't look the same. You know, Bruce Arians isn't the coach. I thought they, they were talking about that maybe that, you know, they're missing. So you mentioned the juice. That Arians may have brought something like that to the table and yeah. he's not there anymore. 
this is nowhere near the same team that won a Super Bowl a couple years ago, and there's nothing about it when I watch it leads me to believe that this is a, a even a, a serious Super Bowl contending team. So today's AAA heating and cooling poll question, all that we ask is that you vote and vote hard. Uh, which division leader is the most likely to win the NFC? Is it the Eagles, who are at 11-1, and or are they 12-1 and now? I'm getting my weeks mixed up. I'll look it up. But I believe the I Eagles, think they're 11. 11, 11 and, and 1. one. Uh, the Vikings, who have improved to 10 and 2. The 49ers, who are atop the division at 8 and 4. Or the Buccaneers, who are still somehow atop their division. Uh, Suk, if you had to look one way on it's, it's clear that the Bucks not your pick, and they're not the people's pick either. Zero votes so far. But among the other three, which of those division leaders do you like most to win the NFC? I like Philadelphia. I said going into the year. To me, I, and I, it's not like I went on a limb or anything. I, I mean, shoot, I had Kansas City and I had Philadelphia. And I said, if Jalen Hurts plays like a top 15 quarterback, Philadelphia is a Super Bowl team. Jalen Hurts isn't playing like a top 15 quarterback. Jalen Hurts is playing like a top three quarterback. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, if, if I'm handing out an MVP right now, I don't know. To me, I don't know where I'm going with it besides Jalen Hurts. They're 11 and 1. He's throwing the ball. He's running the ball. And he's winning games. And and he's winning games. I I don't know what you want from him. And when I look at Philadelphia, that that to me is is a complete football team. Now, I look at the AFC, and I think the AFC is a a much different animal than the NFC. Mm -hmm. But when I look at the NFC... I'm sorry, but I don't consider Minnesota... They're 10-2. You are what your record says you are. I don't think Minnesota is... A, is a great football team. Yeah, I think Minnesota is a good team, winning close games, and I think they've had a favorable schedule. I think Philly, I think Dallas, and to me, I think San Francisco are your three best teams. Okay. And San Francisco, with the injury problems, and now you're going with your third-string quarterback. I mean, I know we all love Nick Foles, but remember Nick Foles was the second-string quarterback. Yep. He wasn't the third-string quarterback that is now taking his first snaps in, in, in the NFL. So as much as I love San Francisco's defense, by the way, someone else will get hurt because it's San Francisco. Yeah, A Bosa or a Warner is <laughs> going to go down any day. Welcome to San Francisco. Ugh. So to me... It hurts because it's true. You know, to me, when I come down to it, I, I look at Dallas and I look at Philadelphia. I think the two best teams right now in the NFC are probably in that same division. And the nice part is I think in three weeks we get this game. We get Philly and Dallas. That's right. Yeah, we do have that one coming up because they've, they've played once so far. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, and they lost. Uh, Dallas lost that right. game. So we're going to, and that was what I'm looking here, uh, what, 26 17. So Dallas will reel off a couple more here because they've got the Texans the, and the Jags, which, whatever, they'll roll through both of those. And then we get Philly. And I think that will be, I, I think you have the potential of that being an, an NFC title game preview. But, and I'm not saying that, that Philadelphia is infallible, but right now, to me, I, I don't know why or how I could pick any team in the NFC not name the Philadelphia Eagles. There's just not many weaknesses on that team. And A.J. Brown, A.J. Brown got a GM fired midseason. <laughs> Think about that. They fired the Tennessee Titan GM because A.J. Brown, again, we were talking about sticking something with the sun don't shine. A.J. Brown came out and said, yeah, that was personal. You didn't want me there anymore? You wanted to trade me? Great, you got Traylon Burks. How's that working out for you? They fired the GM because A.J. Brown was that good. That was a beast of a performance from him, an ultimate FU performance. And, uh, and yeah, I want to pick your brain more on, on that one later because um, a really interesting move for a franchise to do when you've got a three-game lead in the division and you're coming off a year in which you were the, the top team uh, in, in the conference. Um, 
a lot to try to figure out there, but uh, also plenty going on in the NFC West. The 49ers quarterback situation just got a little bit more interesting. New reports about Jimmy Garoppolo's injury, plus what they are trying to do to stem the tide while he's not there. And the Rams inserting themselves into the conversation, even though they may be out of the running. We'll talk about all that coming up next. You're listening to 1080 The Fan. But first, Jordan has SportsCenter. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Prime time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Welcome back to Prime Time, a Buck and Souk edition. Rop's still in the transfer portal. He will be transferring back. Um, NFC West, some interesting news going on today, as I think the big question with the Jimmy Garoppolo injury Monday, well, the injury was Sunday, but on Monday was would the 49ers go after Baker Mayfield, who got waived by the Panthers? Yeah. Obviously, with where the 49ers' record was, they weren't very high in the waiver priority. Yeah, if you don't know, by the way, depending on where your record lies, that's where you end up. In the, so when something goes on the waiver wire, people may not have a full understanding sure. of that. You have to go through all the bad teams. So you just get slotted. So the team with the worst record has the first chance so of the, the waiver. So the Texans would have the first crack at whoever yeah. it is that's put on waiver. So the Texans say, no, we don't want them, and then it cycles through. And then if you clear the waiver wire, then you can sign with whoever you want and so you know there i think the niners were 23rd or 24th yeah they were 24th on that list so there was some some thought that maybe he falls through because who at this point wants baker mayfield and it was only like a million six i think you had to pick up on his deal and it's not like baker mayfield's lighting the world on fire well it turns out that someone wanted baker mayfield and that someone was the rams and so do we think that that move is more because they i mean i I know it sounds like they may be shutting Stafford down for the season. Yeah, he's not going to play again. And and so what would be the incentive? Is this 
purely to block a potential move for the 49ers, or do they see some some value here? In well, Baker? I don't know. I mean, you get a, obviously you're, you're committed to Stafford, but, you know, Warford, who's your backup, he got hurt. Now he came back in, but you don't know. That thing looked bad originally. And then was it like a, what Perkins, whoever the hell is yeah, your third Bryce, string? Bryce Perkins. Bryce Perkins, who the blank <laughs> is Bryce Perkins. So this may be one of those that you're looking – you know, it's 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 a buy low, right? See how he plays the rest of the season. It's not like the Rams are playing for anything at this point. They're what three and nine. Yeah, yeah you're not making the playoffs, but it's a chance to maybe close out the season. You're going to need a quarterback, especially if Warford's hurt, and maybe get a free look at at, at Baker. You know, Baker's not going to be a starting quarterback next year. He's more than likely now entered the Marcus Mariota phase of his career. Okay. Or uh, the Fitzmagic phase, where he's not... Oh, and I know Fitzmagic... Oh, yeah. I, there was a time, though, where he was no longer a starter, and everywhere he went, he was signed as the main backup, and then he sure. lit it up as that backup and eventually won more jobs. Problem is, is that, no, I don't even think Baker's at that point in his career. Yeah. Fitz, Fitzpatrick was viewed as, as probably the best backup and best bridge starter in the league. Baker's not that. Far from it. I mean, honestly, Baker is, at this point, hoping to find some place that is going to allow him to try to compete for a starting job, and that means you're going to be on a bad team. That's why I said it's on the he's in the Marcus uh, category where he will either be a, 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 a quality backup to a established starter, mm-hmm. see, Matthew Stafford, mm-hmm. or you're going to end up in a position like Carolina, like Atlanta. Uh, I'm trying to think where else. We're in the, in the offseason. You know, I guess the Jets, you could say, if they don't go with the Mike White situation. You're going to end up someplace like that where yeah. there just isn't another option out there. But that's the only. Th- this may be a two-headed thing. One screws over the uh, the, the Niners. You're like, sure. hey, screw you. But I think this is more if you get a cheap look at someone that you may be interested in signing to a long-term backup. Because, excuse me, I got it. Matthew Stafford isn't getting any younger, right? And now you throw this injury in there, and maybe you look ahead and say, well, you know what. Going forward with Matt Stafford, we need a quality backup. Yeah, and maybe that's the guy that Baker comes in and you give him a you give him a five game look, plays pretty well, learns the system a little bit. You get him on a cheap deal as a backup, and you tell him, "Hey, man, resign here, resign with us." There's not another opportunity for you to be a starter out here. You're with one of the best offensive minds in 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 football. Get a chance to catch your breath, and because of injury or maybe age, maybe in a year or two, you get a crack here with 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 the Rams and you get a chance to to restart your career. Otherwise, dude, you don't want to keep going. You want to go back to a place like Carolina. Right. That's that's just a death sentence to a career. Is that really where you want to go? I mean, he's already screwed himself over with his pride by getting right. all pissy with the Browns yeah. and put yourself in a bad situation. Don't don't keep magnifying that that choice. So and I guess that's what I'm I'm curious about now with with him individually and less about, you know, the Rams, but how does how does he go from here? Because he seems like a guy that at least initially he's pretty well liked by his teammates. You could see it from college to when he got to the pros. Kind of like you know Hugh Jackson talked about him having like a Pied Piper type vibe where yeah. people just naturally follow him. But but obviously he he's had individuals or issues being too much of an individual doing his own thing. Is he does he strike you as the kind of guy that could kind of reclaim the a, a, a second career in this role, or does that not really fit for him? <laughs> He could. He may have been very humbled by this. Yeah, you know, and it's not like he hasn't been down before. I right. mean, this is a guy that that had to go through some stuff to end up at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. You know, the Texas Tech and the walk on thing, and wins a Heisman and and all that, and 
and then in Cleveland he was good but never really embraced and then he played through the injury and then you know they got the Sean Watson so he's had some ups and downs but I've always felt that that he is a bit immature yeah and I, I think it's I think it's cost him and so maybe this is a chance like I said to kind of hit the reset button maybe he has been he's been humbled by the experience here and seeing what it's like to play on a bad franchise in a system that you're not particularly familiar with and he realizes that you know this this may be the 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 last really good opportunity I get yeah and if he's smart he'll take it if he's smart he'll take this and you could you could be in a lot worse places than with with that organization and with oh, Sean yeah. McVay oh yeah and you are looking at you know Stafford's 34 he'll be 35 you know not every quarterback plays until they're 40 right you know, and, and and Stafford's been through some injuries and has been beat up, and seems like a pretty smart guy with some off the field interests, and has a Super Bowl now. Does he play for another three or four years, or if he keeps getting dinged up? Yeah, you know, is is there's an opportunity there? So if, if I actually think this is a pretty smart move, if on on the part of the Rams, and if you're Baker, you better take this and run with it. I I said all along, I thought he should have found a way to swallow his pride and, and stay with Cleveland. Yeah, and and take that job instead of Jacoby Brissett. Yes. Yeah. You know, when you look at that Cleveland roster, that Cleveland roster was good. We yeah. thought that that oh, yeah. was a, a a contending type roster, and Baker came out and said that the the fences had been broken, and you know, it's just they, there's no way to put this thing back together. And his pride wouldn't let him do it, and he ended up in Carolina. Yeah, and how'd that work out for you? He could have been the starting quarterback for eleven plus weeks in Cleveland, and even if Deshaun comes back and and you get sat, obviously for you know, for you had eleven weeks you had, to, you had, to play with those toys to and play with those toys, show it off for the rest of the and league, and set yourself up to be a franchise quarterback. And now you're really having to start from from the bottom. Yeah, and this this happens a lot. And very, very few former top picks like this end up with a career resurgence. Yeah, for every Alex Smith, there's there's nineteen other you know Tim Couches and. Or, or how you know, insert whatever failed. Jason Campbell. Yeah, Jason others. Campbell, and there's just so many. Again, Marcus is this guy. I love Marcus. Marcus Mariota is a great guy. Marcus isn't a starting quarterback. Right. Jameis Winston's having this right now. We thought maybe there was an opportunity there in New Orleans, but that ship has sailed. Andy Dalton's another one. Right. These guys, we just end up in this kind of career journeyman sort of thing, and. If Baker's not careful, this is the career path that he's going down. You got five weeks to audition, make the most of it. But it's a tough situation to get thrown into. You don't know the offense, and you know you're getting thrown to the wolves. And let's be honest, it's not like the Rams are any good, <laughs> are any good right now. Right. Well, and then the other significant news in the NFC West before we wrap up this talk here is that uh, reports now today that Jimmy Garoppolo's season may not be over. Might might have. It's the, the report is that he avoided the Liz Frank injury, and yeah. so he will not need surgery. If the rehab goes well, if the foot heals well enough on, on its own, he could be ready to go in seven to eight weeks. I just did the you know looked out the calendar that would put him ready around the divisional or conference championship round, yeah. which is a really interesting timeline for what they're working with now. It is, and they've got a team that can carry him. Yeah, I mean they've they've got weapons. They've got a, 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 a the best defense in the NFL, and Purdy looked pretty good. He looked comfortable. Yeah, you know, and, and so we'll we'll see. I, I think 
watch San Francisco now reel off five in a row, win a playoff game, and and then you don't go back to Garoppolo. So oh, man, can you imagine him getting thinking he's getting Wally pipped by Trey Lance, and instead it's Brock Purdy? Yeah, I mean it's a I, I feel for I feel for Jimmy G. I, I really do, and and it would be a great story if they kind of ham and egg their way through this, and he comes back and can kind of play the hero. But you know that's. To work as hard as, as as he did to come back and now have this happen, I feel for him, and I I hope that they end up writing this storybook ending here with Garoppolo. But that's that, that's tough. You either fall apart and you're not there long enough to to come back, or the backup is so good and you've got a role going that you don't bring him in. You really do have a very narrow sweet spot where they get far enough along in the playoffs, but still want to bring him back. Yeah, it is that is the narrowest narrowest of windows. Well, we will uh, revisit the NFL a little bit later because there were some other um, big things going on over in the AFC. Uh, but coming up next, want to squeeze in a little bit of Blazers news. Damian Lillard sat down with Hoops Hype recently, and uh, he had some things to say that I think Blazers fans are going to want to hear. That's coming up next on The Fan. <laughs> Prime Time with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. Welcome back to Prime Time, a Buck and Sue edition. Uh, thanks to Jordan for hopping in my usual chair today. How are we doing back there, boss? I was just singing along. Ain't that a kick in the head? This is such a good song. Yeah, Schulze is a uh, he's a crooner. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you wouldn't necessarily. Uh, I can see it. Yeah, he's got a crooner on his leg. Now it looks like a golfer, but he's he's got a crooner tattoo. Okay, I've which seen... I didn't know anyone has ever tattooed a crooner on themselves, but it it happened. I had seen said tattoo and hadn't asked about it. I thought maybe it was a stand up comic because it's clearly like a, a person with a mic stand, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. See, I thought it was a golfer. Like when I first saw it, I was like, "Hey, you a golfer?" And he was like, "No." And then, well, actually, yes, no. If you remember that correctly, <laughs> I got freaked out and said it was a golfer, Souk, because yes. everybody <laughs> has said it looks like when you see the bottom half, it looks like a golfer. And I'm, I'm, hey, I'm still around my idols, Isaac and Souk, a little nervous. And... That's, yes, it was. I, that's what it was. That was weird. He, yeah, he said it was a golfer, and I was like, "Oh, do you golf?" And then he quickly backtracked. That's right. He goes, "No, no, no, no. It's it's a crooner." And I was like, "Wait, are you sure?" It's very weird. I've never asked someone, like, I have a bunch of tattoos, and I've never had someone ask me what one of my tattoos was and then given them a wrong answer. <laughs> that's never that's never happened. Just but, some, Sometimes I'm so unsure of myself. But, I guess I was just unsure of the answer in that moment. But yeah. Schultz was a little unsure, but then I found out that, yeah, he, like, uh, you know, he was, like, in the treble cliffs or something, like, when he was in college. He's nice. a whole... Acapella man, and he's like a he's like a miniature Michael Bublé. I had a I had a buddy in college who had like a, like a Chinese kanji symbol, like uh like on the like on top of his did, back. Did it mean fried rice? Well, and and so I was like, I asked him. I said, well, "What what does that mean?" And he says, "Like he'd always say, can't say, I can't say." And I'm like, what? "Like you can't?" And then I and he was really cagey about it. And so I. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Asked a couple other guys who were closer with him, and and they said they thought it was because the tattoo artist got it wrong and it didn't say what it was supposed to say. So it was supposed to say like passion or something uh, like that, yeah. and it, it just didn't say anything at all because well, it, it was like backwards. You got to be real, real careful. Uh, careful. Yeah. If you're putting a foreign language 
on your body especially, you better double. My, my gal is Japanese, and she has Japanese writing down. And she I bet she checked that thing about 13 different times oh, before yeah. throwing that one on there because you, you don't. You don't want to be that person. No. You don't want to be that one with a, a, the wrong kanji or you're spelling it wrong. Or, uh, but so the joke is that he's say he, when he say I can't say it's because he he actually can't, can't say because it doesn't say anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't want to be that guy or get the Bible verse <laughs> wrong. Oh, uh, remember um, was the Brock Osweiler? Remember him? The, it, the old quarterback. He, have... he had inside his bicep. He had live life to its fullest, but he had an apostrophe in it, so it was live life to it is fullest. Mm, yeah. yeah. It's, it's 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 a little tough on that one. My brother played with a guy at WSU who got his uh, like his his the cougar symbol and like his number in it, right? But then he got booted for some reason. Okay, from WSU. Oh no! And then and then came back. Right? They they booted okay. him out for a little bit, and he had, he had to go do a, like a tour of duty at, at the JC, and then got brought back. Okay. And he was like number whatever, like fifty four or something. And when he came back, someone else was fifty four. <laughs> So he's like, he went up to him. He's like, "Hey, man, I, I want my number back." And the guy's like, "No." So that jackass had to go through Washington State the entire time with someone else's number tattooed on him. And I guess like they gave him never-ending crap because he had some random dude's number tattooed on him. That's, just, a, that's amazing. Just remember, tattoos are tattoos are forever, people. So since we're not going to get to Damian Lillard this segment, uh, speaking I, of tattoos, yeah, I, yeah, he has he has quite a few of them. Um, but I had a I had a pitching coach in high school that uh, he bummed around the minor leagues and he would play in like the South American leagues in the winter and stuff like that. And uh, one night, he and like two of his buddies got completely blasted and went out and got tattoos when they were in Mexico. Yeah, and uh, and his included a bunch of color, and so it was all because he was hammered and it was all bruised up and and leaking everywhere like he didn't know what it was for a couple days Ooh. the guy's name was Fred and he got a Fred Flintstone tattoo on his bicep just because because he's Fred. like well my name's Fred and his name's Fred and he had a complete with the orange tunic and the green tie wow but he said his two buddies one of them was this like real soft spoken uh like Southern Baptist kid and and uh, and he got like a, a skull with like a bloody dagger going through it like on his forearm and it was like could not have been any less like his personality and the other dude got the got the name of the girl he was dating who he then broke up with within about six weeks since he said you know I could have got the girl's name and I could have got the the bloody dagger skull but I got Fred Flintstone and I don't hate it if you ever get a tattoo guy like the same guy has done all my tattoos over the last 20 years. Sure. Right. So I, I know him real well. If you ever, if you're ever comfortable enough with your tattoo artist and you have one on a regular basis, just sit when you're sitting down, just ask stories, ask for stories. Tattoo artists have some of the best stories you will ever hear because the amount, and he's been doing it for, you know, 30 plus years. Yeah. The amount of regretful, like, Oh my God, I can't believe that's a thing. And it, it, it fascinates me because I, I, I mean, it is on there forever. Yeah. And that the amount of, uh, I should say, the lack there of is. thought and care. <laughs> now, the the very first one I got was was a little like that, but that was, you know, mushrooms were involved. That was, you know, mistakes were made. But the amount of the amount of, of adults. I'd like you to expound on that, please. Eh, it involved Red Rocks, Colorado, and it was a thing, and there was a van, and it just it was it was tattoo gun in a van. It, yeah, this is good. This is one of those. So I mean, it it happens. How was it touring with the dead? 
Zitch Blues Traveler, actually. <laughs> okay. Wasn't even the Grateful Dead. Same same difference. It was the Blues, Blues Traveler and Rusted Root, I believe it was. All right. Yeah, if you want to you get into the, Send to that. Send me on my way. Send me on my way, yeah. I'm trying to remember who else was. Yeah, Blues Traveler was a headliner. Yeah, stuff happens. Stuff happens. It sure does. But, yeah, like, that, that's one thing if you get blasted and you do the Fred Flintstone thing. But the idea of walking in and, 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 and sober, the, the, the sober ones are the, are the fascinating ones. Or to even some extent, even the, 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 the drunk. You got so drunk. It's one thing if you're on, like, LSD or if you're on mushrooms. <laughs> but you just got, like, I've been drunk plenty of times, and I've never wandered in and was like, hey, give me a Fred Flintstone tattoo. Yeah. Uh, different people make different choices under the influence. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I guess that situation kind of uh, indicating how that can go for three different parties <laughs> there. But uh, yeah, so it's, so don't get Beavis and Butthead tattoos. Yeah, don't. It should, mm-hmm. You know, don't don't do the fat. In fact, I, I saw a video today of a guy who got all smashed and he got the Yellowstone Y branded on his chest. Oh my god! Which it's one of the most horrific looking things I've ever seen. He just got branded, and that poor bastard. In three years, when Yellowstone is off the air and and no <laughs> and no one remembers it, dude, you have a big ass burnt Y into your chest. Oh no! Are you guys okay with sports logo tattoos? Or no, Ooh. I don't. I don't have any. I I don't think I would, but I I I admire the uh, the commitment to it. I mean, I've always wanted like not a full on, but I, the compass from the Mariners S. I kind of figured I'd try to slip that into like a sleeve somewhere, so it wouldn't be obvious. But I could dig that. But I cannot stand if you. I'm sorry, guys. I love the Portland Trail Blazers as much as the next Portlander, but if you put the Blazers pinwheel on your body forever, uh, maybe just maybe you. maybe just a little uh, wristwatch for Dame time. Yes, see, that, that's, that's a little more subtle. <laughs> All right, well, uh, coming up, we've got some college football to get to. The Jamboree is next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.